0: The wild summer of sprint car driver changes continued over the weekend with yet another bombshell. We've got the details, plus we'll run through weekend results, and I've got a WTF moment for you. Let's go. It's Monday, July 24th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Before we get into the show, today's episode is supported by our friends at Rotoron. If you've been tuned into The Daily for a while, you know that Rotoron has been a partner before, and they're back. Rotoron.com is your one-stop online RC speed shop. From hand-tuned motors to electric speed controllers, they've got batteries, they've got tires and wheels, and everything in between, Rotoron has you covered with thousands of hand-picked RC items from the best brands in the business. Whether you're just getting started in RC racing or you're a seasoned veteran, Ron can help you. Some of the best racers in the country run his motors and parts when they race their RC cars. And that includes some really big time names, NASCAR racer, Justin Haley, former NASCAR racer, Jeff Green, uh, Liquid Lusicone, Uh all kinds of guys run their stuff. If you order by 2 p.m. Central Time, your parts will ship that same day. And as a bonus for my dirt tracker audience, use code DIRTY10 at checkout and get 10% off any order of $50 or more. So pop over to rotoron.com grab some rc parts and use code dirty10 at checkout all right let's get rolling when was the last time we had a season like this with sprint car ride changes i feel like every time we think things have maybe settled after a big bombshell the world just hits us again and over the weekend it was the news that don Kreitz and his famous 69k team in pennsylvania had ousted driver lance to they finished 13th on Friday at Williams Grove against the Outlaws and were 19th on Saturday, and Deweese got the call Sunday morning that he was out. This pairing started together in 2016, and in something close to 300 races, had 71 victories together, including some big ones, the Tuskegee 50, the National Open. That's right around a quarter of the races they entered uh, that they were able to win. But something was different this season, and Kreitz decided to make a change. He told Flow Racing's Kyle McFadden, quote, This is not Lance's fault. This is on me, unquote. He went on to say that they've struggled with the new tire and they couldn't figure out how to get Lance comfortable and he felt like it just wasn't getting any better. And looking at the numbers, he's probably right. 27 races this season have led to 3 wins and 15 top 10s, but they haven't had a win since May 28th at the Bob Weikert at Port. No wins during Speed Week, followed by 2 finishes outside the top 10 against the Outlaws at the Grove. A year ago, they had 10 wins and 35 top 10s in 41 races with an average finish of 6.4. This season, Deweese's average finish has ballooned to 12.8, which wasn't aided by four tough days at Eldora as a fill-in with a 39M following the departure of Anthony Macri. Whatever the reason here, tires or something else, things have fallen off pretty significantly from where this team has really been used to performing. So now Deweese is left to try and put the rest of his season together and said he's working on a few things, but he understands it won't be easy on short notice. And Kreitz doesn't have a specific plan to replace Deweese in the immediate future. In McFadden's piece, he said they will see who contacts them in the coming days about the ride and go from there. Kreitz does expect, though, that whoever they decide to go with must perform right out of the gate. Looking around the country at who could potentially be available, I think that list might be pretty small. It'll be interesting to see who they end up kind of going with here, whether it's a single driver or maybe a driver by committee. And beyond the DeWeese Kreitz news, that wasn't the only sprint car ride change of the weekend. Going back to Saturday, Shark Racing announced on social media before the Summer Nationals finale at the Grove that Jacob Allen was stepping away from the 1A machine and that Landon Myers was going to pilot the car for the second night. The statement released from Jacob said, quote, I have decided to take some time off of racing to focus on myself and my family. Thank you to all my family, friends and fans for your support, unquote. Jacob finished 24th on Friday night. He was 16th at BAPSA on Wednesday earlier in the week. He was having another down season overall. After that 2021 campaign, there were rumors that uh, maybe Jacob would step back from the outlaw grind, but 2022 was a big step in the right direction. Five wins, 38 top tens, and the best average finish of his career. But through 42 races this year, he had regressed again. Top 10s in just a third of his starts, no wins, and a down average finish uh, around 14th, uh, down a couple of positions from last year. He had three straight top 10s, including a third between Hewson's and Cedar Lake, but was on a stretch of six straight outlaw shows without a top 10 that included a B-main exit in the Kings Royal. He was solid during the million, though. He finished seventh in his prelim, was 15th in the big show. There was nothing said also about the future of the 1A, if they're going to stay on the road, maybe with Myers in the car, if the car is just going to be shelved. The uh, next outlaw races on the schedule are two races at Weed Sport coming up Friday and Saturday. Looking at the whole picture here so far in 2023, we've seen Buddy Kofoid in four different sprint cars. Parker Price Miller has driven three. Hunter Schoenberg has also driven four, I believe. Kerry Madsen has made moves. Shane Stewart and Darren Pittman have come out of retirements. Corey Eliason got the Crouch deal from Indy Race Parts. Anthony Macri quit his family car and is now filling in for Tyler Courtney, and he's driving the Indy Race Parts 71. Justin Sanders is replacing Macri in the 39M after driving the Swindell Speed Lab 39. Lance DeWeese is out. Jacob Allen is sitting. And it's only July 24th. And to be fair, this isn't even everything that's happened. There's other stuff that I'm not mentioning here. Two of these moves felt like they came out of nowhere, obviously with Macri and DeWeese. And there are probably more to come. I think looking around the country, there are a few guys that are probably on hot seats. And the game of musical chairs just hasn't ended just yet. I alluded last week to unrest in the sprint car world, and to be fair, all of these silly season changes aren't even what I was talking about. But the last couple of weeks are all, uh, or any sign here, the rest of this year could stay wild, so buckle up. Uh, with all of that out of the way, let's run through some of the racing this weekend. Up at Houston, Brandon Shepard picked up a big victory on Saturday night, leading all 80 laps at the Silver Dollar Nationals. This could be a good sign for Shep headed to the uh, Prairie Dirt Classic this uh, week coming up. He was fast at Fairbury earlier this season with Lucas. This will be a big momentum boost. The Outlaw Points leader, Bobby Pierce, also had a good night at Houston going eighth to second. And the Lucas Chase standings, Jonathan Davenport, continued his move forward. He grabbed third place with Brandon Overton finishing way down in 22nd. And then that's brought Tim McCready closer as well. He now only trails Overton by 25 points for that final locked in spot. Lucas is back uh, in a few weeks here for the North-South 100. Those outlaw nights I talked about at Williams Grove were split by Logan Shuhart and Rico Abreu. Shuhart was the beneficiary of a mud-packed wheel on the final lap for Brad Sweet. The Big Cat said afterward that it was vibrating so bad he could barely see coming to the checkered flag. Shuhart beat him back to the line in a drag race. Saturday night, Rico Abreu went flag to flag for the win over David Gravel and Brent Marks. Headed to Weed Sport this weekend, Sweet and Gravel are now tied atop the championship. Uh, Carson Macedo trails now by 44 points. The All-Stars are in the midst of a Midwest swing, and this championship battle continues to stay interesting. After three nights at 34, Spoon River and Red Hill, Zeb Wise is now leading the driver championship, and the owned, uh, owner title has to have closed up. Zeb won Friday at 34, was second at Spoon River, and third at Red Hill, while Anthony Macri went 14th, ninth, and fifth in that CMR 7BC car. We'll have to wait until the official standings come out, but what was an 86-point lead has probably been halved going to Benton on Wednesday. Hap tip to uh, Bill Baylog there for going back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. For the USAC National Sprint Cars, Indiana Sprint Week is off and rolling with the first three shows in the books. Justin Grant won Friday at Gas City and last night at Lawrenceburg. CJ Leary bounced back from a nasty Friday crash to win Saturday at Kokomo. Gas City, Kokomo had really nice car counts, 58 the first night, 54 the second. There have been some absolutely nasty crashes, too. Mitchell Moles had a scary one at Kokomo, and then last night at Lawrenceburg was rough for both Alex Bright and Robert Ballou. Bright had a frightening first lap crash where he tumbled big time down the front stretch. It was a tense few minutes waiting for word on his condition, and he was taken out on a stretcher. He did wave to the crowd, though, as he was loaded up. He tweeted around 1 a.m. Eastern time this morning that he has lung contusions and a broken wrist, and he's beat up and bruised. I know that doesn't sound great, but honestly, I feel like it's pretty good news after what we witnessed last night. Baloo also had a nasty digger later in that show, but he climbed out on his own. It's not been a great year so far for the Berg. Indiana Sprint Week shifts to Circle City tonight with Brady Bacon leading both the National and Sprint Week championships. With the Extreme uh, outlaw midget, Zach Dom grabbed his third straight series win Friday at Doe Run, sneaking by Jade Avidisian with just a few laps to go. Jade then bounced back on Saturday at Southern Illinois to earn her second win of the year and fourth career victory with Extreme. She topped Dom and Taylor Reimer in that one. Kenneth McIntosh maintains the championship lead over Jade and Gavin Miller, headed to Ohio this weekend. If you want some derail model racing tonight, the XR Super Series begins a two-day show at Off-Road Speedway. Tonight is a pair of 5,000 win shows, and then that leads into a 100,000 to win main event tomorrow. Expect a lot of the top teams that are at Houston's over the weekend to make the trip. You can watch it live on XR Plus tonight. If you need an XR Plus subscription, you can, uh, you can click the link below in the video description. Finally today, your WTF moment of the weekend happened at Limeland in Ohio. NRI uh, and GLSS competitor Devin Doby took to his Facebook account on Friday evening to complain about the track conditions there which has been a recent theme at Lima. About an hour later, as he was lining up for his heat race, which he was supposed to start from the pole, the track attempted to make him start at the tail for his comments, and when he didn't comply with officials, he parked his car on the front stretch, got out, and then showed his displeasure with the call. He was black flagged, kicked out of the track for the remainder of the night. I think I had 10 people send me the details all of this, and clearly the track and its management have gotten themselves a reputation. Moral of the story here, if the penalty for complaining about the track on social media is you start at the tail of the heat, just get the last place guy in that heat to do the complaining. He's already there anyway. That's it for today's daily. You can check today's streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.